I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. These are the prayers of Jesus for us. It would be a mistake to think that Christians should quit their jobs and become pastors, missionaries, or full-time church workers if God has not called you to be any of these. The so-called secular vocation is not bad. It is simply strategic. My name is Emily F. Iman, and welcome to Rescuing Mondays. It's good to have you back on this podcast. I want to say thank you for listening. I'd like to especially thank a number of you who have written in to tell me that listening to Rescuing Mondays every week has given you a different perspective about your work. Your email means so much to me. If this is your first time listening in, the mission of this podcast is to make the life-changing wisdom of the Bible understandable and applicable to the modern workplace. My goal here is to encourage and inspire professionals just like you, no matter where you are in your professional, personal, or spiritual journey. So if you find yourself in any of these states, unemployed, underemployed, and happily employed, have just graduated into the world of work, love the work you do that you want to inspire others, or if you have this desire to experience God in your life and in your workplace, this is the right place. Rescuing Mondays was created with the belief that there is a better way to see work and to work. I would like to say thank you for spreading the word on social media. If you have not subscribed to this, please do so. I really believe and I know that when you get better in your attitude and perspective, your performance at work gets better too. Email questions, ideas, or thoughts anytime that you'd like to at media at emiluiman.com. If you would like the notes sent to you when the podcast releases, you can go to emiluiman.com and click on the navigation bar where it says join and I will send you the notes. You're listening to episode 10, Work is Redemption Demonstrating. John Piper in his book, Don't Waste Your Life, writes, The war I have in mind is not being fought along geographical lines. It is being fought first along the line between good and evil in every human heart, along the line between righteousness and sin in every family, along the line between truth and falsehood in every school, between justice and injustice in every legislature, between integrity and corruption in every office, between love and hate in every ethnic group, between humility and pride in every sport, between the beautiful and the ugly in every art, between the right doctrine and wrong doctrine in every church, and between diligence and sloth, between coffee breaks. You don't waste your life by where you work, but how and why. The Bible makes it plain that God's will is for His people to be scattered like salt and light among the whole range of secular work. There's 100% nothing wrong with this, but Christians living only with Christians and working only with Christians would not accomplish God's whole purpose in the world. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, he tells the church, Aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you, 
so that you may live properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. The point here is if we live and work well, obstacles will be removed. In other words, a crooked Christian worker is a blemish on the gospel and puts a roadblock in the way of people experiencing the redemption of Christ. Our work becomes redemption demonstrating when we have such high standards of excellence and such integrity and such manifest goodwill that we put no obstacles in the way of the gospel but rather call attention to the redemption found in Christ alone. Let's go back to that Bible chapter I mentioned in episode 7, Genesis 2. If we read the end of verse 5, it states, And there were no people to cultivate the soil. Or some other translations would say, There was no man to work the ground. Then God made man from the ground in his creation. Adam became a son working with his father in the stewardship of creation. The essence of work was not sustenance of life. God gave himself as the sustainer. Man was free, not from work, but in work, to be creative without the anxiety of providing food and clothing. What changed with the entrance of sin to the world was not that man had to work, but the work became hard with futility and frustration. When Adam and Eve chose to be self-reliant and rejected fatherly guidance and provision, God subjected them to the very thing they chose, self-reliance. They were driven from the garden of happy work to the ground of anxious toil. The curse under which we live today is not that we must work. The curse is that in our work we struggle with weariness and frustration, calamities, and anxieties. How then do we make work redemption demonstrating? By removing stumbling blocks from unbelievers who would regard the lazy dependence of Christians on others as an evidence that our God is not worthy of following. The verse that we read earlier on emphasizes on this thought. Work with your hands so that you may live properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Aimless, unproductive Christians contradict the creative, purposeful, powerful, merciful God we love. Additionally, don't focus more on mere material things in your work. Don't labor merely with a view to the perishable things that you can buy with your earnings. Work with an eye not mainly to your money but your usefulness. Work with a view to benefiting people with what you make or do. I think it's worth mentioning it again. Don't focus more on mere material things in your work. Don't labor merely with a view to the perishable things you can buy with your earnings. Work with an eye, not mainly to your money, but your usefulness. Work with a view to benefiting people with what you make or do. Suppose you are a Christian stockbroker and have watched the market tumble. What this means to you is that your true life is not jeopardized. Your peace and joy are not destroyed. God's will in this generation is that His people be scattered like salt and light in all legitimate jobs. 
His aim is to be known because knowing Him is life and joy through our jobs and through the work that we do. He does not call us out of the world. He does not remove the need of work. He does not destroy society and culture. If you work like the world, you will waste your life no matter how rich you get. But if your work creates a web of redemptive relationships and becomes a testimony of the gospel of the glory of Christ, your satisfaction will last forever and God will be exalted. It's time to pray. Lord, we pray that you would show us what work we are supposed to be doing. If it is something other than what we are doing now, reveal it to us. If it is something we are to do in addition to what we already are doing, show us that too. Whatever it is you have called us to do both now and in the future, we pray that you will give us to do what we do successfully. May we find great fulfillment and satisfaction in every aspect of it, even the most difficult and unpleasant parts. Bless the people we work for and the people we work with. As we come in contact with others in our work, we pray that your love and peace will flow through us and speak loudly of your goodness. Enable us to touch them for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Amen. Whatever you are doing right now, you may be seated behind your desk, commuting to work, sitting inside a coffee shop, sweating it out in the gym, cleaning your house, running errands, or toiling it hard under the heat of the sun. May you find encouragement to live life to the fullest and the most free. May you find hope in your waiting and the courage to rescue your Mondays. For those who have left the reviews and 5-star ratings from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much. I really appreciate your support for this podcast. And if this episode has been helpful to you and you are not subscribed yet, go ahead and click on that subscribe button. If you haven't left a review yet, be sure to type 1 and click on all those 5 stars because these are really super helpful for others to find this podcast. And if you would like to connect beyond the podcast, the best way to do that is to join my email list at emilyiman.com. Click join in the navigation bar so you don't miss a thing. You can be sure that everything I write and speak about will always have one goal in mind. That is to help you experience God in your life and in your workplace. As always, you can find me on my favorite social media, Instagram, at emilyiman. I know someone out there is listening to this podcast today and maybe you are at the very end of yourself. Maybe life has beaten you down or you're feeling totally hopeless. God knows what's going on in your life. He brought you to this podcast today. So let me tell you, friend, that there is hope even all else seems hopeless. My greatest hope is in the big story of the Bible and here it is. God created something good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. God looked over all He had made and He saw that it was very good, you included. Even if you don't believe this, it doesn't make this truth less true. We fell into sin. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together, we have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Because of sin, all humanity is separated from God. But Jesus Christ made it right. Jesus came in the flesh, paid the penalty on our behalf through death on the cross. 
He was crucified and rose from the dead. He ascended to the heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. Christ redeemed us. He made it right. And one day, God will make all things new. A day is coming when Christ will return. He will complete His new creation with a new heaven and a new earth. A place with no tears, no pain, no suffering, no brokenness, no helplessness, just love. God will make all things new. Meanwhile, God invites us to join Him in His redemptive work of restoring all things. Have you responded to His invitation? If not, then let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, please save me from my sins. I know I fall short of your glory, but I don't want there to be any distance between you and me anymore. I believe that you gave your life on the cross to pay for my sins. Please forgive me for all my sin. Wash all the guilt and shame away. Jesus, make me alive in you. I receive you as my Savior and Lord, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for finding me and saving me. I believe it. I receive it. Amen. Here's to hoping that our time together has helped you see that God has a plan for your workplace. All you have to do is ask Him to help you see it. Until the next episode, I am Emilu and this has been Rescuing Mondays. Thanks for listening.